0: Welcome to the in-between podcast. I'm Astrid and I'm Alexis and we're two best friends on a journey to living a fun, intentional life.
1: We know it's easier to share on a season of life once it's behind you, but what about when you're in the middle of the growth, confusion, and decision-making? This lifestyle podcast is for
0: the everyday gal who loves to travel, talk about business, relationships, fashion, and everything in between. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the in-between pod. It is one half of the pod,
1: Alexis. And the other half, Astrid. And today we are chatting through the mindset shifts and the self-care habits that we're going to be implementing in 2024. So January is a big, big month for setting goals, for shifting things around, but we're going to go ahead and simplify this a little bit to the main mindset um, and the self-care habits that we're going to be implementing. I'm
0: excited about this because we've talked about habits like in the financial side, which loving seeing all of your reactions to (laughs) the That Girl Financial Edition. Uh, It's really resonating with you. So if you have any more um, suggestions on topics or things that you want to hear more from us, please let us know. But yeah, I'm excited about this because I feel like this is the the softer side of goals, you know, like it's not necessarily as rigid as, like, this is what my financial goals are, this is what my career mm-hmm. goals are. Like, the mindset and the self care are actually, I think, essential to make those things happen and for them to feel sustainable. But oftentimes, mm-hmm. they're the things that we leave for last or leave out like altogether. So, we wanted to include them in this January kind of new year um, theme. And before we dig in, I do you want to do a little bit of an update on how's life? How's life? How's, you know, how's everything going for you so far? <laughs>
1: how's everything going? Um, well, for the first time in, I don't even know how long, your girl's caught up with editing. Like there is nothing in my queue right now. <laughs> I am. I couldn't, I feel so good. I finished editing yesterday And, uh, I don't even know what to do with myself. So that is, uh, I'll be sharing a little bit more of that on my in-between, but it's like, okay, I have no excuse to take a Friday off, even though my mindset wants to to push me to work on Friday. So, um handling that, doing a lot of things around the house, organizing quite a bit and just getting myself nice and settled and cleansed for the whole year. Um as well as I'm trying to think what what do I have coming up or what I've happening. Just going to paint some this weekend and um yeah, and it's just been like it's been a solid work week of brainstorming for the year, of getting things settled in and cleaned up even in the business side of things and just really digesting like what do I want this year to look like? So, um it's been really fun. That sounds amazing. I I
0: feel like this is um that month for a lot of people. <laughs> like February for you, I know like really takes off travel-wise for work. Um I would say for me, I'm We're well over halfway through Whole 30. So that has been great. Um, Matthew and I were also talking that I feel like a lot of the foods or the the meals that we make are meals that we would make for meal prep in general. The Mm -hmm. biggest thing is like that convenience of like, let's order DoorDash. Let's like that. That piece has been really difficult for us. So (laughs) while we're saving money on eating out and like dining out, all of that. I feel like we're spending more money on groceries because we're cooking every single meal. I have not been out to eat in almost three weeks. Who is she?
1: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Who is she? she? (laughs) What what are you guys doing with – are you doing anything fun with, like, the extra savings from eating out? What are you doing with that budget? (laughs) That's a
0: great question. It's going to go towards our ski trip. So that's something that we've – in February, Matthew and I are going on a ski like weekend trip to Colorado. I'm super excited. I'm 30 and I'm taking ski school because it's never too late to learn something new. (laughs) I'm so
1: excited for you. I feel like, like, were you, were you scared of, were you the one that was scared of like doing ski Mm -hmm. skiing? Yeah. Yeah, I went a couple of years
0: ago and did snowboarding school and snowboarding is a lot harder to pick up like out the gate and skiing is a lot easier. Um, mm-hmm. I do also feel like, you know, there's lots of different methodologies and like thoughts on which one's easier. But I tried snowboarding and I'm gonna try skiing this time. <laughs> but we're gonna be out on the slopes for three whole days. So oh, I I'm love so that. Excited. We're gonna meet up with some of Matt's family that lives out there and have like a family ski day. So we've been planning that. And then also, update. If you listen to some of our previous episodes, you know that I am – our ins and outs episode, I'm trying to not eat dinner at the couch and like I'm trying to cut Mm -hmm. down my TV time. And Matthew and I are trying to like eat at a table. I will tell you we're three weeks strong of during the week eating dinner at the table and not watching TV in the evenings. So I'm feeling really good about that habit. Like it's already starting to take shape and I'm finding Mm -hmm. other projects, other things to be working on in the evenings. And it just Mm -hmm. feels really nice. So I'm proud of myself. I love that. I'm
1: proud of you. I'm proud of you. Has it felt, have you felt like the urge to just be like, Oh, today was a long day. I just want to sit in front of the couch. Absolutely. (laughs) We were talking about this last night. I was like, um, because we, we keep eating dinner in front of the couch, I was like, you know, Alexis had this intention. I was like, I've been noticing we <laughs> we've been eating dinner a lot in front of the couch. I would love to, for us to start doing the table instead, and so that you have influenced us. Oh, I'm I'm so happy. Yeah, you you
0: influenced me too with the financial wish list, which continues to grow. Oh, mine away. is so
1: long. <laughs> <laughs> It is very it. strong. I added perfume this morning. Mm. I added makeup brushes from what you mentioned as mm-hmm. well. Um yeah, it's she's, she's growing strong. But. Yeah. The financial w- wish list though,
0: we are overcoming impulse shopping one little item at a time and that feels good. We're going to be able to yeah. spend that money on other things. <laughs>
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, for anyone that's new around here, we always share what we find ourselves in between in life. So before we start with our topic for today, Alexis, do you want to share with us where you're in between? Sure. Where to begin,
0: where to begin? Um, well, I would say, actually, I'll give a career update now that I can finally say this. I am getting a promotion. Yay! Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> After two years, I'm being promoted from Partnerships Manager to <clears throat> Senior Brand Partnerships Manager at Circle, and I'm so excited. It also, it also opens up a new learning opportunity for me. Without getting like too nitty gritty, <clears throat> I have my whole background has really been in affiliate marketing and affiliate partnerships. And on the brand partnership side, it's focused on impressions, reach, like building social content with partners, Mm -hmm. um, planning all of our like virtual, uh, online events, which some of this I already do, but really doubling down basically how I'm tracking, like my, my career and all the positions so far have been very acquisition, new business, new revenue focused. And Mm -hmm. now I'm focused on building the brand. So it's a completely different, like measurement system. And I'm really excited. So I'm in between that and just that like excitement, but also I think it's easy when you're transitioning jobs or even getting a promotion where you're like, okay, I have to level up. I need, there's all these things I need to learn. And so I'm documenting, you know, what I need to learn, processes I need to put in place. And I'm just going to be chipping away at that instead of like, oh, I've got these seven, you know, reports and processes I need to build today okay, no, Mm -hmm. we can build these over the next couple of weeks. Like it's okay. And not feeling that pressure. So I really want this to feel fun and exciting and it does. But I think when that pressure comes in, it can almost take away the excitement of something like a promotion or a job change. So I'm feeling really good in that, but just wanting to be mindful of, the way that I go about it and the pressure I put on myself as a result of getting something like a promotion. So,
1: yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so proud of you. Like the amount of growth that you have had, uh, since starting at circle in your mindset, in your work, in the, like the people that you're interacting with, the, the summits that you put together are absolutely amazing. And you. you are so, so deserving of this, uh, promotion. And I'm so proud of you. I'm excited to see how this shifts things because I feel like you have such a gift for building brands and the brand awareness side of things and like how we present ourselves overall so shifting from that and then seeing it happen in the tech space will be really cool to to witness and see you thrive in that so Thank you. congrats girl we love it we love to see it
0: i really appreciate it i have been wanting <clears throat> to sit on the brand side of a business for over 5 years now like that's been my intention and so the fact that it, it was very organically presented and like it was just such a natural shift in my career path i'm mm-hmm. so excited so Thank you. And what about you? What are you in between right now? Oh my gosh, girl.
1: So much. Um, I know. I was like, how do I pick? (laughs) (laughs) It's always a lot. Um, Okay. I am in between learning how to rest as well as recovering from the craziness that was fall season. And so, I don't know. I, I took a week off in January and I was like, I'm good. I can jump back in. And then as my busy February month approaches, I almost, I started feeling like this heaviness in my chest, like pulling away from February. And I was like, okay, so I really do need to rest a lot more than I thought Mm -hmm. because I'm not one to shy away from things like that. I should feel more excited about it. And it wasn't specifically the project, it was more the time away from home of Oh, okay. We're back to the chaos. And so I am in between rewiring my brain and being able to say like, we are not lazy because we're resting. We are preparing ourselves to be sustainable in a crazy month of back-to-back travel and shooting. And it's harder than I thought because maybe it's also the new year energy where there's so many goals and so many things that I'm excited about to work on, whether it's personal or even in the business and running through all those checklists have a purpose has a purpose but also have been a little bit exhausting Mm -hmm. when I am supposed to be resting so I think it's a matter of identifying yes let's let's create for the year let's cast some vision let's set some intention and while everybody else has a more routine schedule we have a different schedule and so we need it's it's okay if we need to be resting right now in this month in order to prepare for that. And so tomorrow I am, I have a meeting at eight and then after that meeting, I'm taking the day off and I'm like taking, I, I, I canceled some plans for Saturday that we're going to require a lot of travel and back and forth and just very social. And I'm just really asking myself, what do I need? so that I can feel mentally and mentally rested for this February and ready for the creativity that it's going to require while being very focused in the things that I do have planned. So um, yeah, I don't know. It's, It's tough when you love your job and when you have so many ideas that you're excited to work on. And also like there's, there's more, there's more to it. And also your best ideas will come when you're resting. And you also have to, like, I I have to remember that a lot too. So I'm excited for a weekend of rest and relaxation uh, coming up. I'm proud of you. I'm really proud
0: of you. Like, <laughs> really proud of you. <clears throat> Taking the day to rest, canceling plans. Like, I think it takes a lot of... um not just awareness, but that action of like, okay, if I'm committing to this and this is what I really need, is there a part of you that like, because you felt that pull away from February, is there a part of you that's like, not resenting is not the right word, but it's almost Mm -hmm. like nervous. Like, yeah, you're nervous about this upcoming month of like the travel and everything that it requires of you. And so it's like, oh, like, is, is that how it feels?
1: Yeah, I think it was be the the whole fall season into winter, I just kept thinking, okay, we're loving what we're doing. We can rest in January. We can rest later. But then when January comes and I don't feel fully rested and it feels like the hustle and bustle is back around the corner, it's like, wait, but I didn't get to do all the things I wanted to do. And so I have to remind myself that while February is crazy my schedule is pretty open March through like May, beginning of June. And so I will still get a chance to rest afterwards. It's not okay. Once February hits it's back to back for till the rest of the year type of thing. So yeah, great, great question. I think it's just more reframing and subconsciously, I was putting way too much pressure on January of like, all the things I'm going to do, how I'm going to rest, how I'm going to reset my entire life all in three weeks or four <laughs> weeks. <laughs> and it is not sustainable and, and... Optimistic <laughs> yeah. and the girly. Yeah. And the crazy thing is like, I don't have a, I don't have an issue with taking time off if I'm on vacation or going somewhere like I can disconnect, be like set out of office. See you later. I can't find my phone, but resting while I'm at home, just feels like I'm supposed to be productive. And that's mostly what I'm struggling with right now is learning how to rest while I'm still at home. So we shall see. Okay. One step
0: at a time. And also I love that you brought up that March through May are also there. Like yeah. (laughs) They're there to catch you wherever you land from February, mentally, physically, spiritually, like they are gonna be there for you. Yes. And not be as busy. So yeah, it is It is tough to be excited about what's coming, but then also be like, I love this routine I'm in. I love this rest I feel. Mm-hmm. And uh, we can we can sometimes like wish we didn't make
1: plans. I, I get like that. I'm like, oh,
0: why did I make plans? <laughs>
1: yeah, like I'm crazy, no. but yeah, it's okay. I'm excited yeah. for all of it. We're learning. We're in between the season and I will come back with updates of how my restful weekend went. <laughs> I cannot wait to hear all about it. With that, let's shift into 2024
0: mindset shifts. I mean, you kind of already just <laughs> shared a little bit on the rest side. Um, yeah. This is this is a reflection of like where Astrid and I are at this particular moment in our lives, mindset shifts that we're both trying on experimenting with, things that we've noticed from the past year and the previous years combined, where we're stopping and saying, okay, what do we want to be different this year when it comes to our mindset? What mindset Mm -hmm. did we try on last year that just didn't work? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, based on survival, busyness, like where we were, we had to adopt that mindset in order to get through, to push through. Um, Or maybe we saw that mindset from someone on social. Like I borrow different thoughts and things like that from other people that inspire me or influence me. And so this is an opportunity for us to pause and to be really intentional about what mindsets do we want to be mindful of and how do we kind of flip or switch or transition from this old mindset to something new. And while it's not necessarily easy, I do think that it's important work, especially if Mm -hmm. we want real change. If we desire change, um, something about our mindset needs to change. And I mean, this is a very common phrase nothing changes if nothing changes. But Mm -hmm. I do believe that a lot of that starts internally. And I'm really excited for this conversation around mindset. And then after that, we'll talk about ways we're taking care of ourselves, uh, all the self care things, and the softness of where we want to rest and and find those like softer edges of our year.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I am very excited that we're starting here. And, being able to say, okay, what's behind the curtain of every single goal that you might have on your list, or what are a, a, what's a reoccurring theme that might be happening behind all of these goals? Because a lot of times we might. Be almost pushing against the flow of water because our mindset goes one way, but our habits or actions are going the other way. And it can feel very exhausting if we're not working on the mindset part of it. And so, um, we've shared a lot about our goals, our intentions, our ins and outs, our financial things. And now we really get to peel back the curtain of like, okay, behind some of those, what is it that our minds are needing? And what are we working on that, on that shift? So First up on the mindset side of things, um, a mindset shift that I am taking into 2024 is being able to invite uh, flexibility into my structured life. And so this has been a very top of mind topic for me because as I've figured out ways to structure out my year... I've also found that sometimes I need to pr- invite more flexibility in because the this, this schedule sometimes can stress me more. And I was actually listening to a Jay Shetty podcast this week that he recorded in December. And he was talking about how there's different types of stress that we can put on ourselves. One is the stress that we put as far as like, It's going to be beneficial to us. And the other ones is when we're being like so rigid or it's like outside stress and all that stuff, like expectations and living up to this like expectations type of thing and perfectionism and all of that. And so to really look at myself in the mirror and be like, you know what? I sometimes do lean towards that side of things. And as the business grows, and as I grow, I become even more structured because it kind of requires it. But I never want to lose that flexibility, that soul, that heart, that passion that I have for what I do in my everyday life. And really enjoy the gift of freedom that I have right now. Like, it's almost like I left corporate to find this freedom, but then I find myself in my freedom trying to, to re, like go back to corporate and fit into these perfect little boxes. And so, yeah, so I think that I it's almost like an in-between, but I'm trying to figure out how that all ebbs and flows. I'm trying to figure out how I can, if something doesn't go as planned, let it flow a little bit more and not be disappointed at it. And also realize that there is more than one way to do things. And I know that we all know this, but um, this has come up with in my partnership and I will absolutely expose myself here. Um, <laughs> expose yourself, let's go. <laughs> yeah, he will love that I'm sharing this. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that has been a learning curve where it's like, I am so efficiency focused and I want to maximize, especially the time that I have off whenever I feels like I don't have a lot of time off. And it can end up stressing me out even more because I'm like, oh, I should have it's, it's 1 PM and we're just now getting into the gym. Like I wanted to do this at 9 AM and I am now stressed because it's like our entire Saturday is ruined, ruined. because we have <laughs> wasted all of it. <laughs> and I have to work my mindset through that. Like, am I really going to ruin the rest of the day and have this mindset just because it didn't happen when I needed it to. And so, and I'm normally not like that, but I think that my structure mindset has been leading me there. So yeah, so overall, I am working on every day following what is most efficient while also inviting the humanity of flexibility and also just being like, okay, what do I need? Like I might, if I need to sleep in more, can I give myself that flexibility today? Yes. Nothing is absolutely crucial in my schedule. Cool. Let's sleep in. Like we are in resting season. Um, so I think that would be a huge one as, as well as like recognizing what season I'm in. Some seasons will require less flexibility while others will require or be able to invite a lot more flexibility into it. Mm. How do you think
0: that the structure that you have found not working for you, like the, almost mm-hmm. the, the hyper structure, how have you felt that impact your ability to enjoy the present?
1: Oh, so much. <laughs> Yeah, so much, especially when when more people are involved into the plans, it almost Ooh. adds a layer of expectation that wouldn't have been there if I never even set a plan specifically. Uh-huh. And so I think whenever we, this was something that Jay Shetty was was sharing, like when you say you're going to do uh gratefulness, like your, your mindfulness routine every single day and then you don't do it one day and you beat yourself up about it and you're like doing all these things you just created more stress about something that you're supposed to just enjoy and sit in the gratitude of life and like soak that in. So I think it's impacted me and just not being able to just let things be. And there's a beautiful part of letting things be that is also a part of my personality that I think that's why I'm craving it so much because I will let myself do that whenever I'm on vacation or whenever, like, there's just things that are, have less, there's risk, less risk overall, mm. but whenever there's more at stake or I'm a big quality time person, it feels like I don't get enough time with someone. Then I'm like, the stakes are high. Like we, we either enjoy today to the max or we don't. <laughs> so yeah, definitely a, a big mix with expectations there.
0: Yeah. I relate to
1: this. So deeply,
0: and I'm on my own journey around expectations and the structure (laughs) and the flexibility. So, yeah, this is a big one for me. My first one that comes up is turning rejection into redirection. And there's been some things from this past year and just the past couple of years, really, that have left me feeling rejected or um, left out or literally like having clients ghost me or not clients, like, um, having potential clients, Hmm. like, you know, do an inquiry, we get on a call and then they never email you back. And you know, that, that's like very real. And that has happened to me several times, um, or things that work, you know, like situations that I was really advocating for that didn't work out And I think there's a, a, when I, when I mean rejection, I kind of like want to open it up to this larger feeling of like something not working on your behalf. Mm -hmm. And I want to shift that in my mind to, because it didn't work means that it's not for you. And how do we redirect that energy into what is coming? How is this progressing? What, what could be for me? And while it's important to feel those things like, Oh, that hurt my feelings or, Oh, that sucked. That client ghosted me. Or, you know, I feel left out in that social situation. Yeah. It's okay to feel those things. What I think I have done is I've internalized it and I've made it mean more than it does. And I've made Mm -hmm. it like a part of, well, like this is just who I am or like, I'm just someone that people don't want to work with or my ideas aren't valid or you know, I'm a sensitive gal and I'll internalize those things and they'll show up elsewhere. And so I'm really trying on this mindset of redirection, of like redirecting that energy and allowing myself to feel the ownership over the direction that my life goes instead of that door is closed, I'm just going to stand here and I'm gonna, I'm, in, I'm in a pause state. No, hmm. the door closed. Okay, and now we're moving forward into a different direction. And I, I just feel like it, it feels more empowering. It feels yeah. like I have a level of um, control, like I mentioned. And I think it also helps me feel more secure that even when things don't go my way, I have my own back. And um, kind of like that own best friend kind of energy of like, hey, you know what? That sucked. Didn't love that. And we're going to move forward. And like we mm-hmm. can and we will. And this is like how we approach you know, how we feel about ourselves. And that's just a big thing I'm I'm working on this year and really want to lean into more.
1: Yeah. Wow. I love that so much. Um, I feel like that is something that, especially as an entrepreneur, we experience a lot of rejection and yeah. being able to redirect that into almost believing that whatever the universe has for you is working out. And it's, it takes us to put in the work and to get some rejection, to be able to get a little closer to where it is that we need to be. Mm-hmm. But feeling that so deeply, I, I definitely relate to that mindset shift where it's just like, okay, it's not me, but, but it feels like it's me.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, And sometimes yeah. like I'll take ownership, like with things that haven't worked out, yeah, maybe there's a, a part I played in it. Like I'm not necessarily mm-hmm. saying let's avoid, you know, <laughs> any role that we played in a situation, but it's like where when the chips fall, how do we move forward? I want that time frame to be quicker. I don't want to yeah. internalize it and like sit in it and wallow in it personally. Like I just kind of want to keep moving forward and like, okay, all right. We're just going to ping right off the armor and like we're going to keep cruising. Um, so that's something I'm, I'm really working on. It, it's not that being sensitive is bad, but I think I've like leaned into those sensitivities. And then I just kind of sit in this emotional state of like, why me? And like mm-hmm. a little bit of victimhood. Um, and I want to like shift out of that victim mindset into taking ownership of like, okay, and we're, we're taking
1: control of a situation and we're going to move on hmm That's beautiful. I feel like that's a, that's a practice that we all wish to have and, and be able to ebb and flow out of it as well. I'm drawing. What um, about you? You go next. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My next mindset shift is thinking why not me? I think that a lot of times I can I I consistently work through, okay, I love that for them or like that looks amazing or I would love to live there or I would love to do this specific thing and continue to shift my mindset to why not me? Like, why can't I live there for a little bit or why can't I travel? Why can't I be able to obtain that kind of income at some point in my life? And just being able to figure out all of that um, mindset shift is hard because I think that when you first start at something or when I w- first went full-time, it f- almost felt like the world was my oyster. And I was like, Oh, I have all these capabilities. Like now I'm free. And now that I'm, uh, running into my second year of being full-time entrepreneur, it's like, you've tried multiple things. Some of them work, some of them didn't, you feel a little bit more burnt from certain things. And so you feel like maybe almost like you were saying, like maybe I'm not cut out for it. Maybe it's not for me. Maybe they're just more talented than I am and that's just not gonna work for me. And like, I gave it a shot and it's just reminding myself like, well, if I'm passionate about it and I genuinely care and I genuinely feel like I have something to offer or even just something in my lifestyle that I want, why not me? And taking that to heart of what does it take to get there? And it, it might not work for me on the first try, but maybe it'll work on the 10th. And we just have to also mindset shift of be okay with quote unquote failure because mm-hmm. it's getting us closer every single time to where it is that we want to go. And so, um, yeah, I think the possibility of that all, even with my schedule, like, okay, why can't I have enough time to paint? Why can't I be the kind of person that just like picks up and goes on a trip and like spends months on end on a trip? Like just why not be able to be very strong in my body and like be able to be in the best physical shape that I can? Like, yes, I can get there. And I find my mindset going to, no, but you know, I'm a midsize girly. Like it's not going to, it's not going to get there. So being able to question myself often, um, is something that I'm working on. Mm. That's
0: big. It's kind of like, the, it's tied to limiting beliefs, really? Yeah. Like it's absolutely. tied to what beliefs do I have? What's coming up in the situation around why I can't have it, shouldn't have it. And you're questioning that. And I think that's beautiful. Like it really opens up. And another word that you said that resonated with me was possibilities. Like Mm -hmm. it just like opens up the realm of what's possible. And I do believe in most circumstances that we decide, like we decide what's possible for us. And it's really cool to see you lean into that. I'm excited to see where that leads this year for you. Like that specific mindset, like what doors will open because you are open to them.
1: Yeah, me too. I already even catch myself in smaller scenarios where I'm I've stopped overthinking some things in my life or feeling like I have to have my guard up to protect myself from it and it's felt a lot lighter. And so sometimes I wonder Is the situation heavier because it's actually heavy or am I making it so much heavier by my own limiting beliefs because it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy of this is Mm. supposed to be hard? It's like, no, it's not supposed to be hard. Like what if it's supposed to be actually really easy if we let go of all the things that are influencing that? So yeah, I don't know. I'm excited for it too, to to see where it takes, but it's also hard to call yourself out on that every single time. (laughs) It is. It's extreme accountability over here. (laughs) This is an exposing episode. I feel a little like raw.
0: It's a little little vulnerable. I feel the same way, (laughs) Um, but it's good. It's good. I'm proud of us. Okay. My next one is shifting my mindset from a place of pressure to a place of peace. And I put so much pressure on myself to be great with a capital G. Like I want to just excel. I want to be the best of the best in anything that I try at. And mm-hmm. it's it's really a very internal game. It's an internal mind game, and it's led me to a lot of guilt and shame and self-criticism. And I also believe that that pressure has led me to fantastic well-earning jobs and promotions and you know, getting my foot in the door. And it's, it's helped me in a lot of ways. So I want to mm-hmm. honor what that pressure has given me. And at the same time, I think I'm at a stage where I need to redefine my relationship with pressure. And I really want to lean into a mindset that gives me more peace and more ownership and and more organic, like good energy because I want to, not because I have to, because I want to, not because I should. And like, that's a, a huge shift for me. And I'm, I talked about this a little bit on the ins and outs episode that we did earlier this month. and. I just really want to lean into more fun, more lightheartedness. I think that I have struggled with taking so much so seriously that I have missed out on moments of joy, you know, similar to like the structure and the flexibility. Like, I've missed out on being present with my own life because I'm like, why am I not here yet? What, what, why hasn't this happened for me yet? Like, I just focus on things that aren't, ha- like, Either aren't happening or haven't happened yet. And I want to live in the peace and the acknowledgement and the celebration of the life I've built, the woman I am, being proud of her and saying, This is enough. This is enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I will always want more. I am the kind of person I will always want more. And I want that to be held with the truth that this is enough. And I don't think I've held you know, the dichotomy of those two things together and allowed them to both exist. It's either I want more or this is enough. And this is enough has felt like settling for me in the past. And so I want them to coexist and I want to like bridge that gap between the pressure and the peace. And that's Mm. just a huge like shift for me, something I have really struggled and lamented over and I'm done with it. Like I just kind of feel fed up with the pressure And I want to feel more free. So that's my big mindset
1: shift for the year. Oh, I love that. I wonder a question for you, I guess, would be how do you release some of that pressure? In moments
0: where I feel it, especially, um, like, do you mean logistically? Like, how do I literally let go of the pressure?
1: Either, either way, I'm just curious because I feel like a lot of us do put so much pressure on, on ourselves. So like mm-hmm. how do you uh, start to practice that?
0: Yeah. Well, I've been practicing in the last couple of weeks, so like been very mindful. I think a part of it is I feel pressure first in my body before mm-hmm. it hits my mind. And so my shoulders are very tense. My neck is very tight. Um, I might even like be kind of like shallow breath at my desk you know, I'm like, wow, okay. Something it kind of feels a little bit like anxiety in a way. Um, yeah. and I'll start to say, okay, where is this coming from? Oh, we're feeling a lot of pressure right now. How do we, you know, pop the top and let some of that pressure out? Do we need to make a list? Do we need to go? I'll literally sometimes go outside on my front porch just to breathe and like breathe fresh air, even though I live in Houston, it's not incredibly fresh, but go outside <laughs> Smoky and breathe, air. <laughs> breathe some outside air and, you know, for a couple minutes and I'll come back in and I'm like, okay, reframe, how can I bring fun to this? How can this be a peaceful meeting? You know, oh, how is it going to be a peaceful meeting? I need to take 15 minutes and I need to prepare. Okay. Once I've prepared, I've done everything I can to make this fun and, and, um, uh, peaceful, And Mm -hmm. I I don't need to have this added pressure of saying the right thing, saying like, you know, the buzzwords and all the corporate jargon, like just be yourself. You've prepared, you know what you're talking about, show up, execute. And same thing with like a coaching call. Oh, I want to like, I want to help this client get results. And I like, I'll get in my head like, okay, I hope this is helpful. And is this valuable. And am I bringing value? That's not helpful. Like Mm -hmm. those kinds of questions running on repeat in preparation for a client call is not helpful for me. That's very pressure, like it's a pressure cooker. So when I start to feel those thoughts come up, I'll stop myself and I'm like, okay, we're just here to serve. We're here to listen. We're here to ask questions, but most of all, we're here to be present. Mm -hmm. And We can't be present with this client if we're focused on Are we saying the right things? Are we asking the right questions? Like we're not really in it. We're not in the moment with the client. We're actually just Mm -hmm. thinking about performing well for the client. And so like those kinds of things have really helped me the last couple of weeks of noticing those thoughts, noticing what's happening in my body, and then asking myself, how can we invite peace in this situation? How can we like take a beat, add Mm -hmm. some fun? How can we make this fun? Let's play some music before we get on the meeting. Let's stand up, let's breathe, let's lay on the floor. Like I've tried all these different things and it's just because I'm putting effort behind it, it's starting to work. And mm-hmm. I don't quite know exactly what tactic has worked yet because this is like, this is very new, but I do feel it working and it's, it's fun. Like, I, I don't know, it's hard, especially on like really, really hard days, but I, it feels like it's work worth doing.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's so good because I feel like that process you specifically talked about, even though it was having to do with the pressure, I think we can all relate to that whenever we're working in a mindset shift is we have this intention to to shift a specific mindset. And we have to recognize it's going to take work in between those two things to be able to make that happen. So the awareness, how do you feel it in your body? Then what do you do about it? And then talking to yourself through it to remind yourself of what you want, who you want to be, to be able to shift that mindset. So that was such a beautiful example. And and thank you for sharing. Thanks for asking. Um, Yeah. Are we (laughs) ready to shift? How do I do that? Let's talk about it. (laughs) Are we ready to shift into self-care? Yeah, let's do it. You go first. Okay. So my key self-care habit for 2024 is I'm wanting to have a more alone time. I feel like whenever um, I was first like freshly single in 2020 and I was healing through very traumatic stuff, I put such a huge focus on my alone time on solo travel on journaling on what I need to do to nourish myself on dating myself on taking myself out to dinner like it was such a beautiful process and hard to get that and. Now I feel like now that I'm in a much more healed space and I'm more settled in, I'm in a career that I love. I have my own business. I have a great partner, great friends. It's almost like my, my life got really, really busy again. And that thing that really helped support me through a hard time that I wanted to carry through for the rest of my life and being like, okay, I really need this time. I slowly started letting that fall through the cracks. And I shared a little bit on the, this last episode, but uh, my partner and I started to implement like a few days away from each other throughout the week. And it was in one of those days where I realized that I was like, this feels like back in 2020, when I would give myself the time and space to feel, to nourish, to hobbies, to meet with people, take myself out on a date. And so I think in general, just I'm an extra introvert and um, being able to nourish myself again, reading a book or doing things that I really enjoy is something that I want. And I also think that when you're an entrepreneur, just you're consistently like thinking through your business, thinking through strategy, thinking through a lot of stuff. I think that time alone helps me get a lot of clarity on like is that actually what I want? Like, is that really how I want my life to look? Like how do we feel right now connecting with how things felt during the day? Like really more like the feminine side of me when I'm always like, not always, I'm a lot in my masculine during my work day. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, that's something that I'm excited for. I feel like it's huge for my mental health, my self-care and like that includes everything like skincare, going for a massage, doing like hobbies, reading, etc. cetera, um, just doing that more alone. I love that. I think that it's
0: like nurturing yourself and we seek nourishment from a lot of different sources and it's like you're coming back to nourish yourself with yourself, like with mm-hmm. time alone, doing things you enjoy and there is something really freeing, not because when you're doing something with someone, there's a, there's enjoyment there. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But you're also like, are they having a good time? What do you want to do? Like, this is really just your time, your alone time yeah. to do whatever, watch whatever, listen to whatever, go wherever. And it's it's really freeing. I do remember when I got married and moved from Nashville to Texas, I actually, that was something I had to mourn a little bit in a weird way. was like, I was used to living alone for five years. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, okay, that's
1: that's (laughs) you're here all the time.
0: (laughs) You don't go away. That's gonna look a little different. I'm gonna have to like carve out alone time." And, anyways, I'm proud of you. I think that's that's amazing, and I can't wait to see like even just the ideas that come up because you've given yourself more margin alone.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think an aspect to this too is we're constantly evolving, constantly growing. And I need to have time to get to know myself as I continue to grow. And so giving my voice the time and space to speak and to let me know we like this or we don't and be able to listen to that is also important. So what is one of your self-care habits?
0: Retweet. I love that on the voice piece. Okay. Um, my self-care habit is playfulness and adventure. So this is actually not my year of rest. My year (laughs) of rest was last year. And this is the year that you will see Alexis on a lot of trips, on a lot of jet planes, going from place to place. And I want to really lean into that and treat travel like self-care. I work very hard and work a lot. And I want my PTO, my time off, to really feel nourishing and also, even things like in Houston, that playfulness side coming through with like more games, going to jazz, going to comedy clubs, um, working on puzzles, which Matthew and I are going to do tonight, and I'm very excited about it. Oh, like, yay! <laughs> just like leaning into more of adventure on trips as well as adventure here in Houston and like redefining what adventure looks like. So even like last weekend... Being open to going to a last minute football game this weekend, me and one of my best girlfriends here in Houston, we're going to drive an hour and a half away and we're going to go to this big antiques festival. And it's like a home decor festival. And they they fly in all this like decor from Europe. It's like vintage stuff. It's antique stuff. And I'm like, Matt, I'm taking the truck. Me <laughs> and my girlfriend, we're going to go to an, a big barn full of antiques. And like yes. just letting myself like live a little bit. I feel like I've lived in like structure and like I gotta do this on the weekends and everything has to be so productive and I'm like yeah nah nah not this year this year like not today (laughs) not today we're really leaning into the playfulness and I don't want to lose my structure but I want to like loosen up the reins I feel on my schedule kind of similar to you where I just like want more time to go do and be and like have fun with my friends in my life. So that's my self-care for the year is like treating it like it, like it's self-care instead of like, oh, I made this plan. I made this trip. Like,
1: Oh, like I'm yeah.
0: really tired. And how am I going to grocery shop when I get back? And da, 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 da. I'm like, no, nope. oh, I feel that we're <laughs> <laughs> not going to care about laundry. We are going to do our laundry, but like, we're not going to like nitpick, at the ways that travel or, uh, taking the day to go spend with a friend, we're not going to nitpick at the ways that that might quote unquote get in the way of our routine. We're just going to let it happen. And I'm like, I'm really leaning into
1: that this year. (laughs) I love that. I feel like this episode is low-key a diaries of two goal-oriented girlies, like recovering (laughs) goal-oriented girlies, where we're like, we're letting loose. We are going to be flexible. I can go with the flow. I swear I can. (laughs) i going to prove it, it to you. My <laughs> care is me having more fun, you know? Like, good God. We have to work at these things. <laughs> we're like, we're going to schedule being, lo- letting loose. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. you oh, next. <laughs> that is amazing. I relate so heavily. Um, My last one is Protecting the sacredness of my Sunday reset afternoons and evenings. And so last year, I feel like I would work so hard during the week, likely shoot on Saturdays. And then Sunday, I just vegged out. I was so exhausted. I was like, I don't want to do anything. And I just kind of roll into Monday and not really have a lot of things planned or my laundry would accumulate to where I literally needed to carve out three hours or so to do my entire laundry and do all the folding at once. And so now that I'm keeping up with stuff, I'm realizing, okay, my Sunday reset doesn't have to be an entire Sunday. Like it actually just takes me three hours, one hour for laundry, one hour for meal prep, one hour to clean stuff up and then I'm done. And so I'm wanting to basically keep my slow morning Sunday my afternoons be my reset where I'm like productive. I get my stuff done. We focus. It's just three hour don't overthink it, Astrid, because I think I tend to overthink it. And then my evenings for it to not get like the Monday scaries, it's like veg out. Like I still give myself permission once I'm done with all that stuff, four or five PM, veg out for the rest of the evening, watch a movie, do a face mask, read a book, whatever that might be. But I realize how nourishing and how amazing I've actually felt this like past two months since we started doing that on Sundays and not letting stuff accumulate. So um, yeah, going to take care of myself, take care of those habits and protect the Sunday reset. I, yeah, the Sunday
0: reset really is, and even like you said, it doesn't, maybe it doesn't even land on a Sunday, but like there is a day where you are yeah. doing this a hundred percent. I think it's like what gives us a level of peace throughout the week is that we've done the big tasks, the big hairy like personal lifestyle tasks that need to be done. I, I'm a big fan of this. And what happens sometimes is I take that Sunday reset and I turn it into two days. And that's the problem. <laughs> I'm we're like, resetting the entire weekend. <laughs> we're resetting, yeah, we're resetting on Saturday and Sunday. And this is where I'm like, we need to have more fun. You know, we need yes. to not be like in our home doing things. Um, okay, my last... Point of self care for the year is around tenderness. So I want to invite more tenderness and vulnerability into my life. I think this is something I actually um, maybe was past me allowed this more, and this version of me is just a little bit more protective, a little bit more like rigid with my tenderness towards myself and. I think what this looks like is it looks like tapping into my femininity more and, you know, sitting with myself, taking time to think, taking time to be curious, taking time to like allow myself to really feel my full feelings and whatever comes from that, just like Mm -hmm. actually making space for it. And it doesn't necessarily have to be even talking to someone about it. Like just I think that so much life can really pass us by. And when we don't open up some tenderness towards ourselves and like, hey, how are we really doing? What's really going on? I think that we can live in a state of like of delusion and like avoidance. And yeah. we we'd feel like something's off, but we don't know what it is. And for me, it looks like sitting down and tenderly being like, are we okay? What's going on? What do we need? You know, what? what is bothering you? And and even like that that tone that I just used, that is tender. It's kind. Instead of, what's wrong with you? Why, why do you feel like this? Why are you here again? Like, get over it. Like, that is not kind. And I struggle with that internal voice, that like harshness towards my vulnerabilities and towards my sensitivities. And I just want to, like, invite a tone of tenderness into myself. And I think it would really, um, like, thrive in the self-care category of my life. And so, yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's so beautiful. I love the example that you share of tone when it comes to tenderness and how we can say the exact same things to ourselves but when we shift the tone of that one is loving and one is de- demanding and one yeah. is shameful and one of one is graceful and i i relate to that so much and i feel like being able to invite that tenderness is huge and also requires time and space that sometimes we pro- at least from from my side it's like I kind of avoided sometimes because it feels like i don't really want to know the answer to that right now. Like, I have so much to do. And if I know the answer and I journal through it, then now I have to do something about it. And that can yeah. feel really hard. But at the end of the day, it's part of our humanity to feel all the emotions. And it's beautiful. Like, we get to feel love and happiness and excitement. And with that also comes feeling the deeper feelings of our humanity and inviting that tenderness to that side as well is, is hard, but you've encouraged me to, to check my tone of how I've talked to myself during those hard situations. And I'm going to steal that self-care habit. I feel like that's, that's a beautiful one to have.
0: Thank you. Steal away, my friend. <laughs> <What's> <laughs>
1: mine is yours. <laughs>
0: This is such a good episode. Like me talking about our own podcast. This is such a good episode. (laughs) Great job, Alexis
1: and Astrid.
0: (laughs) Um, No, but but genuinely like what a life-giving conversation to have with you. Like I feel better because of it. Pieces of me feel, you know, more free, more healed, more seen. So thank you always for just the level of vulnerability and transparency that you bring to these conversations. I always am always learning. Um, if you took something away from this episode, let us know, leave us a DM at inbetween.pod. Like we've been getting a lot of DMs lately of what you've been taking away from each episode. And, you know, we read them, like we're screenshotting them and sending them to each other. We're like, oh, like <laughs> you no, know, it's very, very meaningful to us. You, you know, on the other side of this are two women that really love connecting and like really, you know, desire that connection with you, the community that we're building here on the podcast. And so we're just super grateful for you and send this episode to a friend, you know, who is working through some mindset stuff or, you know, maybe struggles to make time for self-care. If there's something in here that really resonated that you, you know, someone popped into your mind, you said, Oh, this is for this person, send it to them. Mm. Um, I love when my friends send me podcasts. It, it makes me so happy I'm Yes. Like, oh my gosh, like this made, me, this made you think of me. Um, and if you want to go a layer deeper, we always love reviews on Spotify and iTunes, wherever you're listening. Uh, they mean a lot to us. So again, if you want to connect with us um, on the Instagram, it's
1: at inbetween.pod. <laughs> and then you can also connect with me at Alexis Tyke Miller. And you can connect with me at Astra Johanna Photo. And also we invite you to think through your own mindset shifts for the year. I know this is coming out towards the end of January. So if you're feeling discouraged because maybe you haven't been able to continue with a promise or a goal that you had for yourself, maybe taking a step back and being able to decide, okay, what mindset shift do I need to focus on or what one self-care habit do I need to have? And so we hope that you have enjoyed this episode as always. Thank you so, so much for listening in and we will chat with you next time.